Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that it's actually impossible to hate an armadillo? The reason is that armadillos emit a pheromone that makes them attractive to every other species. Unfortunately, it also makes them smell delicious, which is why armadillos are extinct to this day. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. For more armadillo-related facts and to find out how you can access our episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash armadillopodcastingclub. Hogwarts, 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 Hogwarts. Hello there, you're listening to Muggles with Attitude. We are rereading J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series of fantasy novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Spartan. And today we're going to be covering chapters 11 through 14 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the fifth book in the Harry Potter series. Previously, Harry gets a rundown on Sirius's family tree and suddenly Sirius's wildly reckless behavior makes way more sense. Hmm. Harry learns that even he is not about the law. Just kidding. Dumbledore totally gets Harry off on all charges. Back to an irresponsibly consequence-free life, Harry. (laughs) Upon his return, Harry is astounded to learn that Ron made Prefect instead of him. Everyone seems really surprised about this, despite the fact that Harry literally just came from a ministry trial for bad behavior. (laughs) And then we're finally off to Hogwarts. We meet Luna Lovegood, Hagrid is missing, and Harry is seeing invisible flying lizard horses, which Luna assures him is totally normal. All right. Chapter 11, The Sorting Hat's New Song. Here's a question I had. Harry doesn't really understand what these weird reptile creatures are, and he doesn't think anybody else can see them. Do they not, like, poop or make noise? That's invisible, too. The poop is invisible? Yeah. Right, yes, you could have some invisible lizard horse poop on your shoe and not even know it. And you can't smell it because it's insmellable. Yeah, and you can't hear them because they're unhearable. (laughs) Inhearable? Inaudible, maybe? Inaudible. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. If... If these things are undetectable by all your senses, then, yeah, you could be rolling around in it. You couldn't taste They're, it. All right? these people are covered in horse poop. No one cleans them up. <laughs> yeah, lizard horse poop. Right, yeah. exactly. But also, like, don't these animals, have? they have to be attached to the... to the. Um, yeah, they're, they're, in, they're right? in the harnesses. Yeah. Yes, so somebody else who can see them. There must be at least one other person who can see them. Yeah, but what about the harnesses? Are they just, like, empty harnesses dangling off? I think so, right? Like, aren't... Isn't, didn't they say that they're... they're well, no, well, nobody ever has remarked on there being dangling harnesses there or harnesses that are attached to something that they can't see. Hmm. So the harnesses must be invisible too. Oh, maybe whatever touches them becomes invisible. Mm-hmm. But not whatever touches whatever touches it because then the carriage has to be invisible. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that, just the ropes. That makes a lot of sense. Just like everything else in Harry Potter, that makes complete and total sense, the way magic works. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I have no idea what's going on with these lizard horses and they are the most interesting thing in this book by far. I really want to know what's <laughs> up with this. Yeah, I mean, they're lizard horses. Well... I, yeah, that by itself. We solved it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> they were invisible, and now Harry Potter can can see them, and he couldn't see them before. And normally, I'd say this is like a wizard puberty thing or something. Yeah. Oh, now you can see the lizard horses. You're a man now, Harry. <laughs> but like none of his other friends can see him yet. Well, you know, Harry's Harry's old for his age. Uh, I guess that's true. He's very mature, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's once you've murdered X number of people, you can see them. <laughs> yeah, once you've killed a certain number of defense against the dark monsters, <laughs> and he just hit that number when he, uh, you know, led to the death of Barty Crouch. There you go. And so that means Luna Lovegood has also got her her share of teachers' kills under the belt. Yeah, that's right. Harry Harry has not 
you know, met her before, doesn't realize that he's got a protege or, or a compatriot, you know? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, well, you know about the, uh, the geo wizards, right? Yeah. And he's like, no. And, and she's like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they used to teach the subject, but they can't seem to keep anyone alive in that position. <laughs> and she goes back to reading her magazine. <laughs> Speaking of Luna, there's this moment right at the beginning of this chapter where she's talking about Hagrid, right? They're like, oh, Hagrid's missing. She's like, yeah, but he wasn't a great teacher. And it's, everyone's like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Fucking Ravenclaws. <laughs> but right, I mean. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, on the merits. He's, I mean, he's, he's not that great. A great teacher. He's a he's a wonderful human being. Well, half human. He's a wonderful half human being. A, a lot of his students went to the hospital. Uh, yes. Which is when you have a good hospital, it's great. That that doesn't matter that much. But still, a lot of his students went to the hospital. <laughs> he, so really, he's like he's getting money from the hospital lobby, right? Like <laughs> keeping that, hobby, that hospital in business. <laughs> no, it's England, so there isn't right. money to be made. Yeah, uh, they have the wizard uh, NHS. That's a good point. Yeah. But either way, Hagrid is still missing, right? He is still missing, but we get the Sorting Hat song, and we don't get that every year. And when we do, it's always it's always a treat. Once again, it's a great song, and they yeah. kind of run Wizard down all Hat the different is, parts. It's getting uh, it's getting the spirit of having this be the dark mature book, and sings a dark mature song. It has a super cool ending. I liked it a lot. I, I think it's cool that we get this little this history because we've we've gotten like bits and pieces of the Hogwarts history and and. It has a kind of a cool origin story, right? Like there's these four super wizards who are like, we're really great at wizarding, but it's, it'd be cool if other people could be good, as good at wizarding as we are. So they started school, right? And he talks about all the different uh, houses and the people who form them. And it's a little sad because Helga Hufflepuff's just like, oh, yeah, I'll just take the drags, thanks. You know? They're like, yeah, that's, I wrote that down too. <laughs> it's like, Gryffindor, I will take the brave ones. Slytherin, yeah. I'll take the, you know, the pure bloods and yeah, Ravenclaw, I'll take the smart ones. And Helga's like, I'll just take the others. Yeah, it literally says she'll take the rest. <laughs> but doesn't that mean that the Hufflepuff must be the largest house by far? Or do they just magically every year a quarter of the students are brave? Well, it's, it's, it's like the, the quarter most cunning ones or something, right? Oh. Yeah, it's some kind 25%. of like point system, priority <laughs> system. Interesting. Or, or maybe, yeah, maybe like there's this tiny group of Slytherins and Ravenclaws or whatever and, and Gryffindors who are just crazy and blowing crap up all the time and blowing off all their all their classes. And then there's, you know, 10 times that many Hufflepuffs who are just, you know, going to class, being normal. <laughs> doing, they're doing normal wizard school, you know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they have a whole other school building where they go to keep them away from the, the insanity. So is that why the Sorting Hat takes so long for certain people? Like... For Harry, when I was trying to decide whether to make him Slytherin or Gryffindor, and he was like, "Not Slytherin, not Slytherin," and that hat was like, "Oh damn, I have to go back and like recalculate everybody else." <laughs> Thanks, kid. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> this throws everything out of whack. There's yeah. some like kid who was like supposed to be in Gryffindor and gets like shunted over to Slytherin. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I know, right? Uh, there's also another uh, kind of a funny thing here that the, even the Sorting Hat doubts the ethics. Of sorting students this way. <laughs> he says something like, let's see, it's like... Uh, so condemned I am to split you, still I worry that it's wrong. Right, I know. It's like, I must fulfill my duty. I'm supposed to do this, but I think it's a bad idea. Yeah, I'm surprised there isn't a way for students to transition from one house to another as they change. Yeah, well, I mean, once you're in a house, that kind of defines who you are, Jeff. Well, yeah, the hat does. <laughs> the hat defines who you are. But it's a cool ending. We must unite inside her or we'll crumble from within. I have told you, I have warned you. Let the sorting now begin. 
Yeah. I like that. It's cute. It's good. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Mic. Yeah. I did, I, so this is the first time that we've learned that the sorting hat apparently has like a, a danger detection system built into it, which mm-hmm. is kind of a useful bonus feature. But well, I got to say, uh, yeah. that's what hats do. They detect danger? They protect you from it, right? It's the whole purpose of a hat. Well, it's like, it's like warning. It's like a warning hat, not just like protection. Mm, I guess that's true. So it's like if, you're, if your hard hat also has an alarm, so whenever there's something falling, it starts screaming at you. <laughs> but I got to say, like, isn't it kind of late? Like, Voldemort's been in the school, like, twice now, right? Like, actual Voldemort or I parts mean, of Voldemort. The hat probably just reads the paper. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not psychic or anything. There's, like, the hat, like, sitting on top of the daily It has a lot of like, free time. Every... <laughs> yeah, what's it doing when it's not sorting? It, like, it, has the one, other... it, does, it works one night in the entire year, right? Right. It's like Santa. Oh, yeah, it's like Santa. Yeah. Anyways. It spends the rest of the year writing these stupid songs. <laughs> well, it gets to hang out in Dumbledore's office. So somebody true. makes the point, like, it's probably here's some pretty interesting stuff. That's mm-hmm. a good point, yeah. I was a little sad they don't sing the Hogwarts theme song anymore. Yeah. Mm, I like that. We sing the Hogwarts theme song more than they do. That's mm, true. That's true. We've officially sung it more than, than they have. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They didn't bring it back. Oh, well. It's a great song. It's a, a miss on their part. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they just didn't want to reprint the exact same song every year since it's the official song. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Uh, also, we learned that uh, Umbridge from the Wisengamut is the new Defensive Against the Dark Arts professor. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, as far as Harry's concerned, she's already a bad guy because she was against him in the trial, right? Mm-hmm. Plus so, she's ugly. <laughs> plus she's ugly. And we know that that means she's evil. Anyone want to take bets on whether she surprised this book? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Seems low. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she totally hijacks Dumbledore's welcoming speech. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's... Everyone's just kind of like, dude, that's not cool. No. Everyone loved Dumbledore. Yeah. She just sort of wrote... She speaks in bureaucraties and seems to be saying, you know, we're just going to do things different around here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right after Harry learns that she's the new Defense Against the Dark Arts professor, there's this thing. It says, Harry felt a powerful rush of dislike that he could not explain to himself. <laughs> All he knew was that he loathed everything about her, from her stupid voice to her fluffy pink cardigan. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. I mean, he doesn't feel that badly about Snape, who he's known for four years. Snape is not against a defense against a dark arts professor. Harry doesn't even realize, but all of a sudden, it's like a spell is cast. <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting because J.K. Rowling actually based this woman on somebody she knew, who she just had. She describes as having this immediate antipathy towards. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. It is the way she describes her is so. Precise, you know, like yeah. the way she talks, the way she dresses, the way she looks, everything about her is like more detailed than nearly any other character, right? Oh, it's so personal. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I feel bad for Boloris Rumbridge or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Moloris Cumbridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She, and she, as you mentioned, she gives us like kind of long winded speech that everyone sort of tunes out except for Hermione. Yeah. Hermione is listening for the breadcrumbs there. Yeah. Which is good because apparently there's some pretty like nasty breadcrumbs in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they finish the speech and they go to bed and Seamus is being kind of a dick. His mom didn't want him to come back to Hogwarts after, you know, the student died horribly last year. Yeah. Which, I mean, to be fair, that's probably like a reasonable thing to say. Uh, I think that if you're going to die, that was a pretty fine way to die, right? Just like pop, right? Turn you off like a light switch. I mean, that's true. He wasn't like 
So I mean, it's, I mean, not, it's not good that he died. I'm just saying, you know, it's not that bad. Right? Yeah, but it, if you found out like the mortality rate of your school, the school your kid's going to is like significantly less than zero, <laughs> you may consider not sitting in the back of that school, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Harry's not having a great time in general, the student body. It feels like there's a lot of people who are kind of giving him side eye and yeah. whispering about him and stuff. Hermione makes the good point. Like the last time they saw Harry, he just, like he showed up with a dead body two months ago and they've had, that's all they've been able to go on for the entire summer. Yeah. And and, then talking about how wizard Hitler is back. Mm -hmm. And he's not like handling it super well. Like every time people, rather than than conversing about it, he kind of, he goes very aggressive every time Mm -hmm. someone talks to him about it, including Ron Hermione, by the way. He's having a rough time. Yeah. But, oh, but of course Ron just totally stands up for him. Yeah. That's great. And Ron, uh, in doing so, is throwing around his prefect badge, by the way. He is. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, this is why Ron was made prefect, right? It's St- like standing up. Harry's lieutenant. Oh, mm-hmm. oh or that. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. And Neville's really sweet, too. Yeah, Never that's right. Yeah. yeah. Neville, Neville's like, you know, my my, my gran uh, doesn't... She used to read the Daily Prophet, but now she doesn't anymore because she's always going to stay with Dumbledore. Yeah. There, there are a couple of people who say stuff like that, which... It's nice to know, you know. They do, yeah. Dumbledore loyalists. They're good friends. Chapter 12, Professor Umbridge. Um, Angelina is the new Quidditch captain, for which is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she is super cool. Now that Oliver Wood has gone on, he's playing for Puddlemere United. <laughs> is that a, I hope that's a good thing. I don't know. It probably is, right? Yeah. But they're holding tryouts for the new keeper. Um, and we learned a few other things too. Apparently the fifth year is really hard because they start taking their ordinary wizarding level exams or owls. <laughs> That's another wizard standardized test. This is not the first, is this the first sort of standardized? This is. There's okay. only two standardized tests. The o- the OWLs and the NEWTs. Yeah. The newts. Yeah, the newts. <laughs> Nastily exhausting wizarding tests. Okay, thank you. Because I could not remember what this stood for. But mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Fred and George uh, moving on to human trials for their... Their uh, mm-hmm. research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Child trials. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, I mean, so they got a test pool that's available, right? But they do seem to be focusing on first years quite a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we call those vulnerable populations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to get institutional approval to do that. Yeah, I'm sure that they're really, like, concerned with, like, the, eth- the with research ethics and, and proper I don't research think protocols. wizards at all are concerned with re- research ethics and they, protocols. They don't appear to be, yeah. No. So why is it a secret that Harry Potter is bankrolling Fred and George? Because um, Mrs. Weasley wouldn't approve. She wouldn't approve. Oh, okay. I think that's, I think that's the only thing. Like, I, well... He also feels awkward because he has so much money and the Weasleys don't, and he would like to help them, but that's kind of a delicate thing. Yeah, I think I think the fact that he gave away this money is probably a little uncomfortable because at the time, I think, if I remember correctly, he wasn't even really thinking about it much. He's just like, I just don't want this money because I got this essentially because this guy like died, right? Yeah. So he was not really thinking much about it, um, but also bankrolling friend George's Probably not a popular decision among anyone with like responsibility in mind, right? <laughs> like Hermione probably wouldn't be crazy about this. Uh, their parents certainly wouldn't be crazy about it. You know. Yeah, so. I think we said we figured out it was about twenty thousand dollars equivalent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good chunk of change for somebody in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's the the shadow partner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He is. 
uh, yeah, and they talked for a minute about the the speech that Dumbledore gave, and I had completely forgotten about the speech, which is sad because it was like a really like kind of moving speech it that he was. gave at the end of last year. And apparently, I'm not the only one. Apparently, the entire student body also forgot about it uh-huh. because they're all just kind of doing their own thing. But Cho shows up again. Oh, I know, right? Joe. She's trying to flirt with Harry and Ron comes in with some like classic gatekeeping <laughs> yeah, douchebaggery. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're a Tornadoes fan, huh? That's fine. I mean, what, did you just buy that last season? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. Uh, tornadoes are real popular right now, huh? She's like, dude, I've been a fan since I was like six. She's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, very silky smooth, Ron. Yeah, I know. So, unfortunately. And Ron, Ron knows that Harry's got, he, you know, a wizard, what do you call it, up? Wizard oh, boner? A half wand <laughs> for oh. Cho Chang, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I mean, I think Harry's talked about it directly, right? Mm. I'm sure that he has. But Ron, yeah, torpedoes <laughs> that immediately. Like, come on, Ron. Dude, come on. F minus wingman. <laughs> Speaking of feelings, though, oh my God, Ron and Hermione are just back and forth, just at it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Harry's being a little, a little lame about it, too. Like, he keeps kind of snapping at him. Yeah. I feel like he's going through this, like angsty teen phase you know like harry potter and the nobody gets me but my poetry or something <laughs> harry potter and i dyed my hair black because it matches my soul i don't know you know. harry potter that everything is stupid <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> I, yeah i tend to take hermione's side on these arguments I, I mean she is usually logical and right yeah like you know? one side seems to be mostly like eh it's great to have elves as slaves we should keep them as slaves also, homework sucks. Let's not do homework. <laughs> and Hermione's like, well, first of all, slavery is bad. Second of all, if you don't do your homework, you're going to get fucked. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, you know, we have another moment here where they're ragging on history of magic. And they're talking about giant wars. And I, I'm just like, I know. Yeah, that's like, all so cool. Well, tell me more about the giant wars. Oh, my God. How can this possibly be boring? I know. I wish I could get like a summary of every history of magic you know, magic lecture because that's fine if they don't like it, but I'm curious about that shit, you know? <laughs> I know. And they like they're complaining about all the homework they have to do later, but it still sounds amazing. It's like, and we oh, love all of that. Write a research paper about how you can use moonstones for magic. All right, that sounds cool. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Your homework Honestly. is practice this like vanishing charm. What? Yes, please. Yeah. Potion seems like the most boring subject to me. I like it. I'm, I'm more know. of a direct magic guy, you know? The thing is, I feel that they could do it better because, like, why do they not have a checklist of steps that they just check off for every single thing? Because they talk about, like, he forgot to add two drops of something and you have to simmer it for seven minutes and do two counterclockwise stirs. Like, there should be something better than just trying to remember those steps. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Like you do when you're baking, like, in, in at the competitions, you have a little checklist. It's mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah. Well, but Snape's a bad teacher. Yeah. He is not a good teacher, but he knows his shit, though. That's he impressive. Does, yeah. He comes over and he can ide- immediately identify where people fucked up in their potion making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's his magic skill is like looking at someone and knowing exactly what's wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> that's his magic power. <laughs> yeah. uh, a criti- criticomance or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get to see the first class with Loris Umbridge. She is such a bad teacher. It pisses me off. She starts off with learning objectives. That's sound from an instructional design standpoint. No, it totally is. You should always start with the, your learning objectives, but then it's immediately just sit there and read this first chapter silently. Like, come on. Yeah, that's what? true. You're I, like, oh, I'm a ministry, ministry trained educational professional. It's like, bullshit. Anybody can tell somebody to sit down and read a textbook. That is true. That is, that is awfully lazy uh, delivery and mm-hmm. facilitation. 
But uh, Hermione stands up to her. I know. I love it. Because, like, Hermione is this, you know, the good kid generally, right? So when she starts going rogue, everyone's like, whoa, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> Hermione, like, she like says. future president Hermione Granger is going crazy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? Like, uh, you know, she's like, open your books. And Hermione sits there and doesn't open her book. And at first nobody notices. But then they're like, oh, uh-oh. We're about to see Hermione go ball. You know, it's, like, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, she, yeah, she does stand up to her. Um, but, I mean, okay. In Dolores, I don't like Dolores Umbridge, right? But in her defense, one of the things that she says is, your previous teachers had some questionable methods. And, to be fair, three of the four previous defense against the Dark Arts professors attacked students. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And uh, let's see, how many of them had students attack each other? Just Gilderoy Lockhart? I think he was the only one who had the dueling club. Club. Yeah, right, yeah. where you cast yeah. harmful spells on each other. Yeah, so, I mean, like, she's not entirely wrong that the past has been a little bit, like, dodgy. Yeah, but I do kind of, but she's definitely bigoted. She talks about half-breeds, and she's referring to Lupin. And Dean Thomas stands up, like, in a few different places to her, too. Like, I want Dean to be around more. Yeah, no, he's good, and, and he's he's also one of the people who is, like, still cool with Harry, you know, despite all the stuff. He's like, you know what? Yeah, he totally is. I wonder why he didn't get more of a part. I guess that there just wasn't enough space in between the three main characters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I wish there had been, though. He would have yeah. been a good fourth. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Nomis is like, well, you know, Mad-Eye Moody, or, you know, the guy pretending to be Mad-Eye Moody may have been a maniac, but we still learned a lot. That's right. <laughs> that's a good point, Dean. And Harry, Harry, of course, being Harry, gets into it with... Dolores Umbridge as well. He's so stupid about it. I know. He has yet to learn the most important lesson you learn at school, which is you don't directly attack people who have power over you. You subtly undermine them and drive them crazy, obviously. <laughs> uh, I think I think this entire lesson is for the purpose by, by Dolores Umbridge of finding somebody to destroy in front of the class mm-hmm. as, a, as like a dominance thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was going to be Harry because Harry's like, the, the berserker, right? Harry charges in for justice. That's true. It was only ever going to be Harry, right? Yeah. So you don't think she actually cares about any of that? She's just trying to make a point? Exactly. Yeah, it's not about... It's not about anything except making herself feel better by by exerting her dominance over this class of people. Mm-hmm. I'd buy that, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and like making an example is how you, how you stop this from happening in the future, it, I guess. It's like right? prison rules, right? Right, yeah. You yeah. find the, the biggest kid in the room and kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Send him to Professor McGonagall. Yeah. Yeah, he has to go to Professor McGonagall because he's been mouthing off. And he also is going to have detention, which sucks. Yeah, he's had detention before. This is not the first time. Yeah. Won't be the last time. I like this interaction he has with Professor McGonagall. Oh, me too. It's good, right? Yeah, he's like expecting to be totally chewed out. And she's like, here, have a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, wait, really? Well, and in his defense... (laughs) <laughs> this is not the first time this happened, right? He mentions that the last time this happened, he ended up getting put on the Quidditch team or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And she bought him one of his brooms. She bought him his first broom, too, didn't she? That is she? true. It was a really nice broom. It's it's The broom that she bought him is nicer than the broom that Ron has right now. Yeah. I know. And then so Harry's all like, man, I'm in big trouble now. I wonder what she's going to do. Throw me a party. <laughs> give me a cake. Oh, <laughs> it sucks. Well, she just gave me cookies. By the way, I want to make a ginger newt. So is it is what is a ginger newt? Is it? I mean, assuming it's just like a gingerbread man, except it's in the shape of a newt. Okay. Well, oh yeah. See, I thought it was a 
literal newt. A species. <laughs> <laughs> a magical creature. A that magical is a, creature that a tastes small like ginger. That tastes delicious. Oh, yeah. oh, it could be. I think wizards right. do that stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, that's messed up. I mean, they're delicious. Mm. They have we- beautiful singing voices. <laughs> they, they love their young. For <laughs> <laughs> a very solid family course. <laughs> unfortunately, all of those things are paled in comparison to the fact that they're <laughs> yeah. delicious. Yeah, they're so tasty. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Professor McGonagall gets it. That's the thing. Like, she under, like, I wouldn't say she's opposed to what Harry's saying or doing, but she's like, dude, you got to play the game, right? Yeah. She, like, Harry's resentful about it, but she's kind of giving him good advice in this situation. Yeah, she's I, totally right. I don't know. I think in most situations like this, she's giving him good advice. But in this situation, there's no, there's no way he could have played this right. He could have shut his mouth. But she would have goaded him until he said something. And, it, and unless he outright lied... Which would have been probably more harm to the world mm-hmm. than it's going to be done to him in this this detention, right? About Voldemort. Maybe. That, like, this is just going to happen, right? This is not about... I don't think Harry did anything particularly wrong. I think this is just how some people are. Yeah, I and mean, They'll like, do this when they give them power. He didn't do anything wrong, but, like, you know, I, I would say he... I would still say he was kind of, like, foolish in his, like, approach to the situation. Like, yeah. like over... Like, I think he I, I, let himself be drawn in. I disagree, yeah. actually. Like, I think... It was going to be somebody. It was probably going to be Harry. Why not just stand up for what you believe is right? Well, that's definitely what he did. You know, and that's that. That's like the smart play if if this is going to happen anyway, because that's how Lord Sumbridge is. Yeah, mm-hmm. might be. That's true. Like the worst thing he could have done would have been to completely disavow everything. Yeah, yeah. which he wouldn't have done. And it, like from a more like realpolitik level, if what he He's trying to do, and it's not what he's trying to do, but it should be what he's trying to do, is build support for Dumbledore's faction in the school. Being a martyr is great. That's true. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody hates Dolores Umbridge, right? And, yeah. And if she's persecuting him, then people are going to tend to side with him. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, I, you know, in in that interaction, I, even though Dolores was the, like, the winner of that battle, she certainly didn't win that war, right? Like, that's... Yeah. It's like counterinsurgency. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's not particularly likable right now. That's... A big problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if, in addition to that, he was like on the sidelines being like a really like charismatic person instead of kind of like the, the crabby douchey guy. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, they should have somehow made, they should have made Cedric the martyr. Yeah. Yeah. Likeable, handsome, innocent. Yeah. yeah that's right. right. Remember Cedric? Remember Good what athlete. happened to him? Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't they talking about Cedric more? They should be like, I mean, Harry's trying to. He's not though, right? Like that. He's he, making a big point of not talking well, about it. Well, he, he, but he points out, it's something that Dumbledore had said. He was like, if we pretend that it was an accident, that Cedric died by accident, that's a huge insult to his memory. And Harry's thinking about that. He thinks about that when he's standing up to Umbridge. That's true. Yeah. But I think that he has more opportunity to, like, he's doing this thing where he's like, I don't want to talk about it, which is understandable, was very traumatic. But, like, the more he talks about it, the more... Like, nobody in this school actually knows what happened. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. take Seamus Finnegan. He's clearly conflicted over yeah. this, you mm-hmm. know? Because he pro- he's probably has been on Harry's side right up until this summer. Mm-hmm. And so if Harry was willing to, you know, be a little more patient with him, yeah. I think he could totally win over Seamus Finnegan. Probably not his mom, though. Yeah, because Seamus asks, like, what did happen? And Harry's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go die in a fire. That's what happened. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's an opportunity that... You know, but anyway, yeah, Harry, Harry's not necessarily playing this well, but he's, you know, what, he's like 14, right? 15. Yes. He's 15. 
sorry, <laughs> he's 15 and going through some like, you know, hormonal changes. That's you know. yeah. right. He, he's seeing the horses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you know what I mean. He's seeing the lizard horses. He's taking heroin? <laughs> yeah, that's year 15 in Hogwarts. Everybody rides the dragon. <laughs> Chapter 13, Detention with Dolores. I love that he gave, I love that J.K. Rowling gave her the name Dolores Umbridge. That's a great name. Like Dolores, yeah. like that's sadness, right? Yeah. Dolores and then Umbridge, anger. Yeah. King Umbridge. No, it's no, it's, name. It, is a, it is a an excellent name. It is. Um, Fred and George are testing their products. <laughs> their drug trials continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are bad. These are really bad. Mm-hmm. What, so, th- what is it they're testing here? It's the fainting fancies, right? Which they, knocks them out. Right. Yeah, knocks them out. And they they've also they're talking about how they're working on their nosebleed thing. Uh-huh. The problem with it is there's no stopping it, and the, eventually the person withers up. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're testing these on the children, mm-hmm. right? The first years who yeah. are what eleven. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. No, I, I like Fred and George. I'm I'm down for their hijinks, but this is bad. <laughs> this is evil. This is Voldemort stuff. Okay, but remember, Fred and George also are using the they use their stuff on Muggles, right? Like they almost killed uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, without hesitation. Yeah, yeah. They, they well, are, I mean, did they did they actually give him the thing? They did. Right? They they intentionally they, left, they left on the floor. It. Yeah, for yeah, him. yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> like there's a dark side here that nobody seems to be acknowledging except Hermione. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who I does know. her like prefect job and is like, stop poisoning the children. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ron is like, yeah, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dude, dude, just just let him get it. It's fine. Just let him do their thing. Yeah, like, yay, Hermione, boo Ron. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh I know. And it's funny. I, I love the way Hermione deals with them, right? Because she's like, she knows she's got a beat on them, right? She mm-hmm. she walks up and they're like, what are you gonna do? Give us detention? She's like, no, I'm going to write a letter to your fucking mom. <laughs> Dude, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> There's no reason to go crazy. It is priceless. I love it. That's a good scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's also still doing her spew stuff, and she's trying. Now she's knitting hats in the hopes that they'll pick it up, and apparently they'll get free, which doesn't seem quite right. She's setting hat traps, which, okay, like, let me preface this by saying I'm all for Hermione's household freedom movement. That's cool. But tricking them into becoming free is, I don't know, it's a little weird, right? Like It's I a lot weird. It, like, like, like they, it's unconsensual. Right? Yeah, the whole idea is they should have freedom, including the freedom to choose. That's, yeah. So like they're, so they're slaves and that's bad, but they, in the context of these books, they like being slaves. So it's kind of like they just have a job and she's getting them fired in, in a way, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's not their choice, right? She she buries these hats in piles of refuse so they accidentally pick them up. Well, and the thing is, I call BS on that. That doesn't make any sense to me. So you're saying that an elf can't touch clothing ever? Because, like, Hermione doesn't own them. That's, like, yeah, would right. they have to pick up Dumbledore's clothes? Do, they do laundry, right? As, yeah, as, as we discussed, house elves are not allowed to do laundry. Really? No, I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it could be, right? It, That's why the, wizards wear these robes. <laughs> really easy to clean. Yeah. This is something we've talked about before, and I don't I don't know if we have an answer. My understanding is that it had to be the the, the quote unquote master of the elf. Uh, so Hermione leaving these hats around wouldn't free them unless there's some sort of like blanket proxy thing where anyone who's going to Hogwarts is a submaster of the yeah. elves because they're all I, I feel yeah. like also this raises questions in my mind. They, they want to be slaves, right? Yeah. Like, what's her name? The the other house elf, Winky or whatever, wanted to go back and be a slave again. Sure. So if these house elves get unslaved, can they just go, like, make me a slave again? So where do they all come from? 
were they born into slavery? Were uh, they all enslaved at some point in the past? I think they must have... be born into it, right? Because Creature's family is all up on the wall. Yes, so, I think there's some So how did those thing. original slaves, uh, elves, become enslaved? I'm sure it was a rebellion or something, right? Like the same thing that happened with the goblins and... Yeah, you know where we would find that out? Fucking history of magic Yeah, class. Professor Ben's class. I know. Yeah. We're, what we're really looking for is a lecture on his, the, the history of house elves. And, yeah, maybe yeah. what we're missing is like he is part in all these lectures that only Hermione can hear, where he talks about how like the house elves are forced to act like they like it, but secretly they hate it. Yeah, and they're is that longing the for spell? someone to help them. Yeah. Maybe, right? Yeah, right. Like if you're a wizard, right, and you have essentially absolute power, and you want to have slaves, isn't it to your advantage to make those slaves? Want to be slaves? Yeah, right? Yeah, they, you know, Or at like least it. act like they want to be slaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's part of the magic. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but that anyway, has... Her plan yeah. does not seem like a... Yeah, it's not a great plan. I don't think it's going to work. No. Meanwhile, going to wizard school is the coolest damn thing, right? Like, they have this... Their new care of magical creatures class is awesome, right? Yeah, this is really cool. And... It is not without danger. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Apparently, these, keep them away from your eyes. Yeah, the bow truckles yeah. will gouge out human eyes yeah. with their sharp yeah. claws. Yeah, look at how sharp those claws are. <laughs> yeah, and Harry gets some pretty deep cuts too. Yeah, and I, I got to say, this is these are pretty. This is a pretty good class, right? Like, yeah, they're identifying the anatomy of the creature. Yeah, yeah I, I, honestly, yeah, yeah. This this is a better teacher than Hagrid is. Yeah, for sure. It's funny because it's like Harry's. Uh, super irritated because he realizes he just took an exemplary lesson. Fucking Ravenclaw's man. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like Professor Grubbly Plank. I'm glad she's back. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. Yeah, she is. Uh, as they're walking away, I think Luna, I think it's as they're leaving this class or on their way somewhere else, Luna declares her heartfelt support for Harry's story and it's just like... Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah, but at thanks, the same man. time, it's, I mean, it's not its not helping much, right? I mean, like, Harry has other supporters, but Luna just, like, still yeah. played a little bit, you know? I mean, well, we, we don't know what standing she has with the Ravenclaws, right? This might be a good person to know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Ginny is the only one who's seen her, like, kind of given, poking fun at her a little bit from her year. We don't know what the Ravenclaws are. What, yeah. What their position is. But Ernie McMillan, who's over in Hufflepuff, stands up for him. As well, which yeah. I thought was super cool. Yeah, Hufflepuff is the best. They really are. Yeah, they're loyal. One hundred thousand percent. Yeah, he's like my whole family stands with Dumbledore, and I do too. Mm-hmm. Got you, Harry. Yep. But then he has to go to detention. Yeah, Harry has his first opportunity to observe his new target in her natural environment. <laughs> <laughs> and her office sounds horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, full of plates of kittens. Decorative plates. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think Harry's learning by observing this this environment? Well, he learns that she blends in, right? This is a camouflage. camouflage. That's right, camouflage. So the office is definitely not where you want to approach her. Yeah, Mm -hmm. not on her home turf. This is not where to do it. We just, you know, otherwise she'd be dead already because you know they're there alone. So yeah, there's some sort of weakness for cats. So maybe he'll use that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she likes blood magic. That's right. Yeah. Oh, God, right? Like, I think she created it herself. I, I don't know. I mean, the, this, the Wizarding World's disciplinary philosophy is something we discussed before, but even this is like, this is like a little bit on the, this is worse, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. There's yeah. like, we're going to send you into the Forbidden Forest, which is really dangerous, but then there's like, I'm going to force you to write with this object that's going to physically rip your skin up. <sighs> okay, hold on, though. The thing about going into the Forbidden Forest, that was like, they could die there, right? Like, like sure. I'm trying to remember. Wasn't the detention that they were literally going to like 
hunt a creature, a mysterious dark creature that was killing unicorns? Yes. Yeah, but they, there was a teacher with them. Yeah, Hagrid was well, there. Well, uh, no, not a teacher. A gamekeeper with them. Yeah. No, no, but he wasn't. His dog was with them because they split up, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hagrid was with some of them, but the assistant dog was with the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, wizard discipline. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but see, that like that's a dangerous and unpleasant chore. This is just torture. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You know? This this is like so a like little... you can yeah, that's that's in the the neighborhood of like a wild miscalculation, right? In well, terms of danger levels, right, right, right. This is like deliberate cruelty. Yeah, no, you're right, it's, and I think that's what that what makes it like just a little bit worse. It's like torture. It's literal torture, yeah. right? And there there's a lot. There are countless number of times across these seven books when Harry should be saying something to someone and he doesn't. And I think that this is the number one most infuriating of yeah. all of them. This, I this wrote book the exact is, thing. This book is rife with it, right? Like, yeah. he doesn't tell anybody about this. He doesn't tell anybody about, like, Cedric Diggory, really. Yeah. He doesn't tell anybody, like, what his experience are there being. He doesn't tell people how he's feeling, even though, like, he lets it boil up inside him and burst out. I yeah. think we're seeing that he is mentally super fucked from his first 11 years with, well, 10 years with the Dursleys, and then mm. everything that just happened to him. Yeah, yeah I mean. He doesn't know how to trust. He, he, I'm surprised he can make full sentences and clothe himself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and frankly, like, even in the previous experiences at Hogwarts, when he goes to the professors, he doesn't, it, it isn't always received with like, it isn't always received the way he would hope, right? Like I'm trying to, like in previous books, he's gone to McGonagall and she's been like, don't worry about it, we'll take care of it or, you know, whatever. Dumbledore's the only person I think has consistently been like, yes, what you're concerned about is a valid concern, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he gets brushed off a lot, right? By various professors, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I take that. In my view, the whole wizarding world is actually very harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like this, it's very discomforting mm-hmm. all around. And I, I think he's somewhat like, I don't think it's too far outside the realm of possibility that they would, that all the other teachers would be 100% okay with this. They'd be like, well, it healed, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I the mean, thing is, he already went to McGonagall and she's like, yeah, you have to do what she says. So maybe he was just taking that a step further. Yeah. Like he doesn't have any frame of reference for this, right? Like he's he's been at wizard school for five years now. And over the course of that, he's seen some really kind of weird practices and some weird intentions. How did so, his bones get t- turned into jelly? Um, he fell from a no. No, he, that, that's he when fell they just and broke. broke his arm, and then um, Professor Fancy Pants uh, Lockhart. Yeah, Lockhart. Lockhart was like, "I'll fix your broken arm," and he just removed all the bones. Yeah, so that's that's an experience that Harry had with a teacher <laughs> doing massive violence to him, and it just didn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it is not outside the realm of possibility that what Dolores Umbridge is doing is. Yeah, par for the wizarding discipline course, right? So he was actually paying attention to what McGonagall told him to. Yeah. Which is unusual. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, but but I do... But, yeah, I, there's, but there's still an intentionality to this that, that makes it different from the things that have happened to Harry in the past. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, with with all that being said, uh, I remember this reading, when I this feeling this way when I read it previously, and I still feel this way. Like, it's very frustrating the way Harry is like, no, I don't want to talk to Dumbledore about this. And both with this thing with uh, Dolores Umbridge and with uh, he touched like she touches him and his scar ignites or something like that. This is absolutely something he should be reporting to Dumbledore just because it's like information that needs to be out there. But he's doing this like stupid pride thing and it mm-hmm. frustrates me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember it bugged me last time and it bugged me this time too. Right. But, you know, here's the thing, though. So Harry gets this twinge in his scar when he touches Umbridge and... 
we know what that means. That means his scar is thirsty for blood again. So he's like, oh, I could tell somebody or I could just deal with this myself. <laughs> yeah, maybe he doesn't actually want anybody to know so he can have deniability. That's right. I mean, the new Defense Against Dark Arts professor is using torture as a detention method. And, and that, that might get her fired if people found out about that. And then she'd be outside of my reach. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's going to handle this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it soon will be time to kill again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she makes him sit there and write with like the pain pen that sucks his blood out. Yeah. Yeah, and carves into his skin over and over again. And every time it heals. And then, yeah, yeah. And she makes yeah. him do it for several nights. And then she like kind of sits there and watches him do it. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's gross. Pretty messed up. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, Ron tries out for Keeper of the Quidditch team. Right, so, yeah. Yay. Right? Everything is coming up Ron. Like, first he's Prefect, and now he's on the Quidditch team. Good. Yeah. Good for him. Well, I mean, I was starting to wonder if maybe he, like, blew a genie or something, right? Because, I mean, like, <laughs> he's having a lot of, like, wishes come true. Micah, you don't have to blow a genie. They just give you wishes. Wait, but the genie told me. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd the genie touch you? <laughs> <laughs> Where did I touch the genie? That's the real <laughs> At the end of this chapter, I do want to point out that Hermione asks for help with her her spew stuff. I keep calling it S-P-E-W, right? Sure. And uh, Harry cannot get away fast enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, yeah. hey, you know, if you could help me. it's not. She's not asking him to learn how to knit. She's asking him to use magic to also knit with her, right? Is this before or after she does all of his homework? This is before because <laughs> she does it shortly after that. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's like... Oh, no, man. No, I'm so busy right that, now. That, that. How many times has Armani done shit for this dude? And he's just like, he won't even take... Oh, man, sorry. Yeah. And feelings. Yeah. yeah. Strong feelings. I know. Chapter 14, Percy and Padfoot. Harry writes a dumb letter to Sirius. <laughs> I know. Like, he's like, oh, this code is very good, but it's not really... I know. Um, he's like this so, right? vague attempt to like encode everything. It's yeah, like, Yeah, but he's like, Umbridge, she's nearly as nice as your mom. And she gave me detention. So, like, <laughs> I think we're going to figure that one out. Yeah, I know. But Oh, Harry. Yeah. Not the brightest boy. Mm-hmm. He does his best. Yeah. He sends off the letter, and he's up at the Owlery, and Cho's there, and then Phil yeah. randomly comes out and is like, show me your letter, <laughs> which doesn't seem like that should be allowed. Uh, I mean, it's Wizard School. They don't have rights. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what are Filch's... What's Filch's authority? It's it's unclear, because he's the... Grounds... No, how... Groundskeeper or whatever. No, he's, he's, not the he's like the interior guy that takes care of things. The yeah. caretaker. Caretaker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, so does he, he is doesn't he have to intercept mail? Like he can he can report students for doing bad things, but yeah, he can't order them around. I mean, in, in Hogwarts, them. in school in general, there's adults and there's kids, right? Mm-hmm. If the adults tell you to do something, generally you have to do it. Right. But not Harry. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, sorry, let us out. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I'm funny. I'm sorry. I guess you're going to have to go fuck yourself, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Filch. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because finally Harry gets some solo time with Cho and they like bring that conversation around to about how her ex died. I was like, nice. <laughs> Way to play it, man. Because that's what chicks dig. Chicks are totally into dudes who mysteriously are linked to the murder of their ex-boyfriends. That's... <laughs> The ladies like. Well, Cho apparently does like it. I mean, she eats it up. Because she, yeah, she's like, I, I heard you're super brave, and he's like, yeah, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it was, I mean, okay, it is a little ghoulish how Harry was like, well, I felt bad because she picked sea digs over me, but maybe she would have picked me anyway, and now he's dead. <laughs> so I guess it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. It makes me, it makes me really happy every time we get to read some ministry articles or quibbler articles. <laughs> 
But yeah, we f- find out like they're on to Sirius. They know he's in London. And mm-hmm. it's probably because he was dumb and he was a dog at the Hogwarts Express. Yep. Which, I mean, Dumbledore did say it was a bad idea, right? Yeah. I bet there's at least one double agent in the, in the Order of the Phoenix. And it might be the Sturgis character. Well, it it's possible, could be because now he's been brought in, right? Yeah, I was. I, I he's thought been this arrested. Might, I thought this might be like a warning shot across the bow, right? It could be. Mm-hmm. Like we're bringing in the the Order of the Phoenix people. And... Yeah, because that was the night he was yeah. supposed to be escorting them right to the to the train station, but instead he was trying to break into the Ministry, and they gave him six months in Azkaban. That seems pretty terrible. Yeah, and they caught. Yeah, they comment about that. Like, what the fuck? Like six months in you know torture, depression jail, and yeah. apparently. The door he was trying to go through was a really big deal. I guess, yeah. The, the, I guess we don't know anything about that because it seems like, well, we don't know anything about that. So Yeah, well, Ron has a pretty solid theory, which is that the Ministry is, knows he's in the Order and they're just trying to pick him off by framing him. Like, it's a setup, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's probably not a bad play, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's concerning, for sure. Yeah, it really is. And then, shortly after this, Jeff is where Hermione does all their homework for them. Uh-huh. Because they go play Quidditch all day instead of doing their damn homework. <laughs> I know. I thought they were about to learn a lesson or something. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah, they go to Quidditch practice, and the Slytherins show up to heckle Ron. And they get some pretty good zingers in there. Like, <laughs> Malfoy, hey, Potter, how's your scar feeling? Sure you don't need to lie down? It must be, what, a whole week since you were in the hospital wing? <laughs> That's a record for you, isn't it? That's, Which, yeah, to be fair, of, is, yeah. 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 That's a solid burn, <laughs> Malfoy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he has his own designated bed in the hospital now. Yeah. He's been there a lot. He's yeah. been a lot of time there. The official Harry Potter bed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ron's having a rough time. He's just not confident at all. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I, I think he's probably nervous, right? Like, he's this is something he's wanted for a long time. And yeah, and he's he's been crappy at everything he's ever done in his entire life. Yeah, yes, yeah. this is not you know not new for him, right? Yeah, but he's 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 working on it. You know, maybe yeah. maybe he'll get some practice in there. I hope he does. I like for Ron to get nice things. And then shortly after Hermione does all their homework for them, they have a nice chat with Sirius in the fire because because you know talking to a fire is. Definitely not something people are going to call you crazy for, right? <laughs> Someone walks in, seeing Harry Potter talking to the fire, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm glad they'd seen it before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they weren't totally shocked when Sirius's head showed up. Yeah, yeah. I like how Sirius just sort of lays out the political situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no BS. I like, in general, how Sirius doesn't BS Harry at all. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, because this is, this is useful information, right? We learn that Fudge is the reason that Fudge is doing this thing with Dolores Umbridge and like the defense against the dark arts is because he's concerned that Dumbledore is forming an army, which yeah. he literally is he, doing, he right? Is doing exactly that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, not at not the school yet, but yeah, and and uh, training all of the students of Hogwarts to be foot soldiers in his army is something that I've previously accused Dumbledore of wanting to do. <laughs> yeah. So you so, kind of see where he's coming from. And it totally makes sense now why Umbridge is not letting them do anything. They're just sitting there and reading their textbooks the whole time because Fudge doesn't want them to be trained in combat. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, because he's afraid. Dump- yeah, a literal coup. Because was it... Of child soldiers. Was it two books ago where, he, where they were being taught to duel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. yeah. Um, and then the other, the other big thing that happens is Ron gets a letter from Percy... God, could Percy be more of a douchebag? <laughs> right? Oh, man, this is awful. He's yeah. Just, he's like, oh, well, you know, I've heard, been hearing things about Harry Potter. I want to stop hanging out with them. It's like, dude, what he's like, no, no, man. Yeah, on. I like 
I'm kind of liking how oblivious Percy is, mm -hmm. you know? He's like, oh, yeah, you know your best friend for the last five years that you spent every waking moment with? Mm -hmm. Just don't hang out with him because of these politics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that, that's going to work. That's true. Yeah, in a letter from, yeah. from Percy. And I think Percy and Ron do not have a very positive relationship anyway. It doesn't seem like it, I don't it, think no. Percy has a positive relationship with anybody in his family, which is pretty sad when you think about it. Yeah. It's... But, yeah, he's kind of he's disavowing his own family so still. If I was a suspicious person, uh -huh. I would say that Arthur Weasley... Uh, master manipulator that we know him to be mm -hmm. has placed, uh, you know, he's got a finger in every pie, mm -hmm. right? Because he he's on Dumbledore's side. He thinks Dumbledore's going to win. Yeah. But if Fudge wins, then hey, he's got a guy in the ministry, <laughs> a guy who can you know wow. make him pull some strings, make him go easy on the Weasley family, right? That's true. He's got a he's got a an ace in the hole. Exactly. He's got friends in every faction. Oh, so man. that makes me wonder which of the Weasley kids is a Death Eater. Mm, that's true because he's got he's got to have a Voldemort one, right? Exactly. Yeah. So who, yeah, I mean we've got Bill and who, Bill and Charlie. Bill's they, pretty cool. He could probably be a Death Eater. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's already got tattoos. He's got the piercings. He's probably got tattoos, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like hide a dark mark in amongst those tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can cover it up later. Yeah. And Sirius is not doing particularly well, and which you know I can't blame him. It's just him in that house all by himself all the time. And it's, I mean, like, what he really needs is he needs, like, video games, right? Like, Yeah, absolutely. He needs something. Yeah. yeah. If he had video like, games, like, he'd be like... If he had Skyrim, he'd be covered for this whole semester. <laughs> right, Mind exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Final, Just, like, pick up a Final Fantasy, whatever, Any, whichever any, one. Anything but, like, sitting at your house where your mom's picture screams at you all day. <laughs> <laughs> and the, there's a house self that you're pretty sure is trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But Ron once again proves his loyalty and his worth by... Tearing up Percy's letter. Yeah, that's right. He's a bro. He is a bro. He's the this this whole time since they've gone back to Hogwarts, Ron has just consistently showed himself to be a loyal with a very strong sense of what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he's acquitting himself very well in these chapters. Mm -hmm. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Next time we will be covering chapters fifteen through eighteen of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I am Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter or Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Micah Sparkman. I don't have any of those things. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you could also drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. Please share us with anyone who you think will like this. Please give us good reviews, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Finite Podcast. Podcast.